Welcome to the Ship It Podcast. My name is Brandon Azkov. We've got a few people here today. We're going to, well, I'll mention what we'll talk about in a second. Let's go around the room. Uh, Dave, I'm a software engineer here at Rocket. Yeah, I, my name is uh, Richard Pressler. I'm a software engineer at Rocket as well. Uh, I'm Jesse. I'm one of the founders of Rocket Insights, and I have been an engineer at a point in my life. <laughs> You're still an engineer. Don't sell yourself. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> uh, I'm Ryan, and I'm also a Rocket engineer. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about so your friend wants to learn how to code. And I think anyone who has been an engineer for a little while has had this come up in their life. Maybe it's your friend or a family member. Maybe it's someone who's jealous of your work at home lifestyle that seems to like, that seems to be like the, that happens. The, yeah, the present, like, how do you do that? How do I do that? Um, and I've had, I always try to take, when people ask me this, like, um, I try to take it seriously every time because sometimes people actually care. But I'd say 99% of the time it falls through. So I've gone to the many different approaches to this kind of thing. So I'm curious to know how you guys typically handle this. Um, like, for instance, I'll, I'll just start. So, like, for instance, what I might say to somebody when they're like, hey, I want to learn how to code. Where do I start? I first will go through a process of, like, have you ever had, like, a warning pop up in your computer where it's, like, a missing file or something? And Like, do you click OK? Do you ever try to solve it? And if you were going to solve it. And you had to do that for an hour, like, here's the next error, here's the next error, Google the next thing. Like, would that drive you crazy? And most people say yes. And I was like, you probably should not code. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it still drives me crazy. (laughs) In a good way. You try to determine early on if you should even bother. Yeah. I feel like that, well, I mean, it's like the roller coaster of doing the coding stuff is like, you're going to be kicking yourself a lot of the time, but then you get that win. Like, oh, it's great. It's like that roller coaster, right? And not everyone wants that emotional roller coaster. Some people just get frustrated. Yeah. I usually ask why they want to do it. Okay. Because, like, I always got into just, like, I want to be able to create something. And so, like, I think if people are trying to get into for just the lifestyle, I think that fades out pretty quickly. But if you're getting into it because the lifestyle of, like, hey, I really want to be able to create something or I have this, like, vision thing I want to be able to create, I feel like that helps drive you to keep going. Get Like, you're going to get frustrated when you're learning. It's a lot to learn. And there's just no way you're not going to get frustrated. But if you're doing it for the right reasons, like, you'll push through, I think. Yeah. I mean, well, you did a boot camp. Um, with some people who were sort of paid to go there. We won't mention the name of the company for, but you know, they, they paid for some of their internal employees to go to this boot camp. And so I'm curious to know. So we hired Ryan cause he was, uh, he was clearly the cream of the crap <laughs> from that boot camp, but, and a good handshake and had a great handshake. That's right. We did hire him mostly on that handshake. Um, I'm curious to know kind of serious. The, uh, yeah, kind of serious. <laughs> the second person we've done that with. Uh, so while you were there, the other people that you saw at that boot camp who were, probably there for similar reasons like oh I, this is a this could be a change of career for me how many people took that seriously uh i mean i think a lot of them took it seriously but um i mean i don't think that they really had much of an idea of what they were getting into when they started it a lot of them you know for example had never even seen a, a terminal window um so didn't really have a, a lot of tech background um and it was just definitely overwhelming for them um for sure but uh, again a lot of those people those boot camps people go to they spend a lot of time and money, but in this case, this was uh, a scenario where a lot of people were actually losing their jobs, and they had this program where they were able to apply for this. So in that case, it was like, well, I'll give it a shot because it's yeah. worth it, you know. Um, but yeah, there were. I mean, if it's free, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see a theme of like for people it worked out for and people it didn't work out for? Yeah, actually, I think for the most part, it, it worked out. A lot of people that I've friends with on LinkedIn, I've watched them actually go from that to a different company or a different job. And a lot of them have, have not stuck with it. Um, I've not stuck with it. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a, a, a few people in there that came from a similar, uh, background, 
like myself who had a, a technical experience, but, um, just wanted to actually get into development and just saw this as like a, for you it was like leveling up, right? Cause you had some background. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks to you. <laughs> I did have, I did have some background. It was something that I had really wanted to get into, but I was just so far down the path that I was already on that, um, I decided to stick with that for the time being. But once this, opp- once that opportunity came up, I just jumped on it. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, I know that, um, so John hired a lot of folks out of launch Academy mm-hmm. and like his, Hey, somebody always looked for was a criteria was people that um, had gone through a career, or maybe like you know worked in a career for almost a decade, but wanted to shift. But it was kind of analytical by nature. So like any of the sciences, like biology, chemistry, um, even lawyers. Like this is if you're if you're musicians. To, I love hiring musicians. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird crossover. There is a theme. Yeah. There is a theme without a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So like, so. He, he, and those people he said always worked out really well, which is it's an interesting crossover. Yeah. But I don't know what. A little bit that's there that make us being analytical. Like when when I started coding, it was like it started from someone showing me how to use Dreamweaver, like the WYSIWYG editor in Dreamweaver, and then like going to the code side of that. And so for me, I had no exposure to a terminal window for a while until I like basically had already signed up to go to college and like, yeah, let's learn this thing. Yeah. I was way behind for the first two years. I just had to crank and crank on it and crank and crank. There's so many books on my desk all the time. Yeah. But uh, it was easy for me because in college it was like, I mean, they were paying my tab so I could just study all the time. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's got to be so much harder for someone who has a current career and trying to switch into that career. Yeah, it's it's so hard. Well, yeah. you teach, Richard, you teach at uh, yeah. one of these kind of boot camps. What's it called? Yeah, so I TA'd a, a boot camp up here in UNH, uh, yeah. in New Hampshire uh, for UNH. Um, and I, I think it's really exactly as, as Ryan said. There's There's people that do well and people that don't. And I think to echo kind of the theme is that it's drive. It, it's, it's how much do you enjoy it and what, why are you here? Um, we definitely had people, uh, actually from Ryan's company. Uh, we had a bunch from Ryan's company and, uh, you know, some of them were simply, I, I want to, I, you know, I want that lifestyle. And they, some of them fizzled out. We had, we had about three or four, uh, folks that left the program, uh, somewhat early when they realized that, oh man, it, it's, it's a lot of work. It really is. How big is the program typically? We did 26 person classes. Yep, and uh, usually about twenty get to the end, which is actually still pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, aside from the very few that were that you know that had a paid ride, most of them paid. Um, so they they and well, that's the nice thing about the boot camp that I I was doing is um, they would actually screen people with exactly the question kind of you were asking is you know is this something that you want to do because you want to do it, and those are the people that they would pull in to the, the course and others they would actually turn away oh that's different i was gonna say you don't usually hear about boot camps <laughs> turning people away that's like ivy league stuff <laughs> I, I have to say there are like there's a very large spectrum of boot camps i've noticed that they've been cropping up a lot it's a lot of money to be made there absolutely in a short amount of time that's right yeah some of them are are simply here's the basics that you could have probably found on on code academy and, and others really take you through real world scenarios the particular one that i did in about a month here the entire class is going to be presenting at a local uh venue and businesses from the area are going to be coming and actually you know kind of scouting yeah we're going right tuesday yeah 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 so so some of them are gonna are gonna give you uh, are gonna put you in a good place and, and some might not be so that, so the boot camps are the kind of thing that you really do have to research I found with some of them, I've, I've taught at one of them and all of the, the teachers at that one are volunteers. 
my company wanted to check it out to see like, cause we, we worked with one that worked pretty well for us and we wanted to, uh, to check out this other one. And, um, so it kind of did it as a favor. It was all, I think Ruby based and they wanted me to teach about like authorization and whatnot. And I was like, I don't know Ruby. They're like, that's fine. Just <laughs> here's the material that, um, you'd cover and just just do your best <laughs> just like i believe i'll <laughs> talk about it but not really in that context um it was pretty awkward yeah it's pretty awkward but i heard you say you said something about um code academy yeah yeah have you guys suggested that or things like that to people before i mean i'm, I'm like when people ask me i always tell them that there is a boot camp route you can go which is sort of like hit the ground running, expect 40 hour weeks, that kind of thing. Like it's a job that you're learning and it's compressed time frame. But like you were mentioning and Richard, you're mentioning, uh, there was a bunch of different boot camps. Some are three months and you're going to learn like HTML, CSS and a little bit of JavaScript and some are like 18 months. And we're going to teach you rails top to bottom, react top to bottom. And you're going to be, you're going to come out of there pretty sharp, but that's a huge difference. Um, So while I'll tell people, yes, boot camps are an option. I also wonder I feel like for some people though, like if they're, it's about discipline, I think like self-discipline, yeah. like if some people could learn, sure you could, you know, what is it? Udemy? Is that the, or sorry, the that, wait, yeah. did I have that wrong? I thought that's what you were no, talking yeah. so, about. So yeah, it's like the code, self code Academy and Udemy are, are similar. Oh, um, I, I think the code Academy is a bootcamp. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it kind of is, but it's like the self paced online yeah, kind, of, kind thing. of thing. I definitely mention it cause it's a cheap and it's an easier way to go for some people. And it's not as intense mentally, but it takes longer. Um, yeah, I've, and not everyone sticks through it. I've, people who have been interested are just like wanting to get out of what they're doing. I think their motivation was to not do what they're doing, not necessarily like make more money or have you know like a different lifestyle, but just like they're in you know some like service industry that's just brutal and like they it's just not good for your mental like your mental being. Yeah. Um, so like I think I've sent those kinds of things to people a few times just so they can kind of check it out and see it. I haven't had a good reaction. They usually just were like, um, done now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have the same, I've had the same react, like same results. Cause I, the, when my friend, when I graduated, like none of the, none of the accelerator programs existed. Right. Mm-hmm. So like friends are like, Hey, I want to get into this. I'd be like, here's this book. And like, give them something to be like, yeah. go try to build. Have you heard of dynamic HTML? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Ajax is exciting. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. here you go. You know, you can make your cursor like fireworks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So oh, they, you can make your own MySpace layout. Yeah. But isn't that kind of the mentality that you, you need? Like you so, want so to be I agree into with that, it. Right. Exactly. So like I used to love those websites where yeah. they're like, you could do this weird thing. It was like, yeah. what? ES three or something. It's like, you basically can't do anything in JavaScript, but here's how you can kind of so like that's exactly right like the handful of people were worked out with it was less of like hey like how do it was more of like i saw this online like how can i do this like how yeah. can i build something like this and be like okay let's start smaller like let's build an html page together right and i just kind of give them like steps of like building blocks to work on and like they would just go figure it out themselves it's just at least at least for me like when i started out i, I think my dad was in tech to a degree and i was like how do websites work and he's like look at this view source yeah so that's I, I went into those things yeah. and just started like looking around and changing stuff because you could just save Back it to your desktop. Just save it, exactly <laughs> um, there was nothing compiled javascript back then oh yeah that yeah it wasn't obfuscated or yeah. they do like they'd, they'd have some tricks you know they block right clicking yeah oh, it's, God. Uh, 
and um, you know, like weird stuff. Or they put a bunch of space in. It's like, oh no, it's empty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So> that's right. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But um, it really wasn't a problem. We used to always put recruiter things in there, like at a lot of uh, maybe yeah. jobs. And it was like, so anyone that was viewing the source is like, you should come here. Yeah, <laughs> like, Khan, Khan, Academy. Does a, Khan Academy does that. Do they? Yep. Oh, that's yeah, cool. they have like this nice ASCII. Yeah, logo. exactly. Yeah. And then it's, uh, you know, it, it says, hey, if you want to look no. around, here's the files. <laughs> no, no, no. You just saw somebody. I'm like a single it. person giving like, hey, I saw your ASCII code. I want to work there. Like, yeah. I never happened ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's Facebook that basically says, why are you here? Why are you looking at this? It's a bad idea. Yeah, I think Facebook's actually is like, yeah, don't. It's like this big don't, warning. Like if somebody be, told you to come this. here, yeah. like don't go go away. What was the first? I was just thinking about this as we were talking about it. You were saying help someone build an HTML page, and I was saying how I started that with Dreamweaver. It was like a project I was doing for like an economics class in high school, and and then I was sort of, well, what's the next layer of the onion? And once I figured out, I hit the server side layer where it's like I can store stuff in a database and automate shit. I'm like, oh, I'm never looking back. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's like PHP, MySQL, here I come. Uh, yep. And so I'm curious, you know, what was like the first thing you did where you're like this. That started my slippery slope into like the development world. Mafia Wars on my TI eighty three. Really? Definitely. <laughs> I did. I That's the like... nerdiest answer I've ever. Heard. <laughs> I mean, I had the TI eighty three plus. Oh uh, snap! But yeah, that wasn't that wasn't. The... I feel like it's just someone being like, oh, I just really love that Pac Man kill screen. I was the only one who could make it there. I wanted oh, to really like, do like choose your own adventure games. Like you could do them on TI like eighty fives or eighty threes, and like I don't know, and I'd like put them on friends. Like I just. Could have done better in calculus class, probably up. if I wasn't spending most of my class creating that. But like, but, hey, but how much years. calculus are you using today? <laughs> exactly. How much programming knowledge? Are you using exactly. Today? So it worked out great. There's there's two things during my like upbringing that made me go, "This is what I want to do." And the first one is really lame. When I was a really little kid, I was at a doctor office or something similar with my mom, and I could barely see over the counter. But there was this lady just like tick tick ticking on the keyboard. And I was thinking, that's that's so cool. She's doing things with computers. <laughs> and that made me just like computers. And then when I got older, I, um, I, you know, I'd watch Star Wars and things like that. And I thought R2-D2 was the coolest thing. And I was like, I want this to exist. But I also don't want to just trust that someone else in the world is going to do it. You know what? I'm going to learn, and I'm going to do it. That's amazing. I still haven't made R2-D2, but by God, I'm closer than I was to pivot. We need to pivot. Let's go make R2-D2 happen. I feel like that is a lifelong journey to build an R2-D2, so you're on the right path. Yeah, I've learned. I I tried learning, you know, Raspberry Pi and and some natural language processing and things like that to get some background, and it's monumental, (laughs) so it hasn't gone anywhere yet. Have you talked to Ed? I bet you guys can knock that out. (laughs) Ed's working on R2-D2 in the garage. I know it. Yeah, Amazon has a service for that I kind of, they kind of do actually yeah yeah at least part of it what about you what was your slippery uh, I mean mine's mine's pretty lame I was uh, going to school for cybersecurity, and uh, as uh, you know an extra class I had to take uh, just a basic web design class and I just I thought I was going to hate it I really was not looking forward to it and once I get dove into it I was like this is amazing and Cause like I pretty like, much decided that that's what I wanted to do after that. <laughs> yeah, because like DevSec um, is like cool, right? Yeah. If from like a oh you that's like superpower. Yeah, like you know and all that stuff. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. I mean, on the outside, I I see the appeal, but I mean, at least in my experience, every person that's been like really into it that I know is not really cool. Oh yeah, no, they're all dicks. <laughs> <but like, laughs> um, you ever like, seen those people? Black? Uh, was it Black Hat? No, it's not. It's is the Black Hat conference where like. Oh, like don't uh, bring your phone into that. The one in- I feel like you guys are creating enemies for us right now. Like, I, I don't know if this is a good idea. Yeah, you're probably. Right. <laughs> you're probably right. Well, no, but I was sort of using this as a segue to say we've been talking this whole time about 
oh, well, you want to learn how to code, but we're thinking about that as like building websites and stuff. Yeah. But that's not necessarily what coding is for everybody. It's kind of, there's like a whole DevOps, sysadmin layer. There's an IT layer. There's like, it, sure. there's a lot there that's not, there, I mean, think about like big data and analytics and stuff like that. You know, like maybe people who are like, oh, I love crunching numbers and I'm really good at Excel. And it's like, let me turn you on to Omniture or whatever they call it now. Adobe Catalyst or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, yeah, like just using R to like start register yeah. analysis. That's very true. I mean, like especially like AWS these days. Like, that's I mean, still relatively new. Well, we're like thirteen years into like really using AWS, but that's kind of relatively new when you think about it. And all the services coming online, getting a certification certification there. And there's a lot of job opportunities there. That's true. And you could is it that's through oh, what was it? Is that Cloud Academy actually, where you can get like your AWS Cloud Practitioner certification through there? It's like well, free. Yes, it's not free. It's not free. <laughs> That's why you have that look on your face. It's like, we're also getting the name of it wrong. It's going to drive me nuts now. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, you, you can get all the certifications. Like, you can get all the, those different AWS certifications that you walk you through. And it's like, it's a specialized thing that's in a huge demand for folks. Yeah, that might be an interesting way to like get into that world just to see. Because if you're like, oh, I know how to like kind of set up some of these systems from like a high level or I can at least consult about it, yeah. then you can maybe work your way down. Yeah, yeah they have their own ecosystems yeah. too. I mean, there's so much demand for that kind of stuff right now. I mean, I feel like you'll work at or work for a company that is pretty big, you know, 30, 40, 50 engineers. And there's like one DevOps person. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you wonder about the security. It's a huge, huge demand. That's well, yeah. How many S3 buckets have just been, open <clears throat> what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> you for that demo? <laughs> yeah i've spent a fair amount of hours in aws in the last few months and still things will come up where i'll be asked to do something in aws and it takes a fair amount of time to uh to figure it out and, and i i envy those folks that are truly aws uh fluent like gurus yeah i'm a step behind that even where it's like I'll log into AWS and just one day I'll like kind of cruise through all the services. I'm like, what the hell is this thing? And I click it. I'm like, that's awesome. How long has this existed? <laughs> I will probably never stop finding new things in AWS yeah. or, or getting stuck. At least things. they're starting to bucket them by like what they do, <laughs> which is yeah. nice. Cause it used to just be a big long list. Yeah. Well, there's a ton. Of, I mean, there's a ton in there. That's a good point. I mean, like I think about, well, what about even if you're doing something like Wix or Squarespace and just like customizing something like that, like learn some CSS. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, like, two different camps. And that's fair. Like, it's like, two different camps you can go down. And, like, I kind of remember, like, friends in high school the same way. Like, you know, there was people that were, like, you know, early days pirating music, sure. right? And, like, those are the people that... Can I say that? I can say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. I'm like... Sorry, God. Just don't say their names. You know, but, like, yeah. those people, like, they... A lot of times, like, folks, like... Folks that like to do, like, more hardware-based stuff, like, doing more, like, DevOps and AWS stuff is a natural progression where... I think more on the artistic side of stuff, you can do things even like design or straddling between design and, and web to like front end is real. Like that's been, and you've seen that change, I think in the last two decades where front end initially wasn't really considered real development, but this day and age, I would argue that the more complex stuff is actually happening on the front end than the back end. Yeah, which is why I went from the front end to the back end. You know, I made the you go the other way. Yeah, I went the other way. I'm like, hey, get out of here. You do the reverse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, this like, yeah. Well, you you decided you wanted to get so Ryan, you decided to get in the front end after like part of the boot camp. Part of that was the front end interest. Why why front end? Especially coming from the world where you'd probably be more in the back end doing like yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I just found it very grat- gratifying that you could at the end of the day see all the things that you have done as yeah. opposed to you know reading some console log outputs from. <laughs> 
the server and seeing, okay, I got, I got the data, you know, and yeah, it, it was just uh, really cool to be able to. It's like playing offense on yeah, a team. To, yeah, to build. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's scoring the goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is awesome. I don't yeah. know why I don't have the API ready, yeah. but we'll get it some. Yeah, that's it. We were gonna knock <laughs> it. Well, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. But actually, I've got. I think I've gone the other way too, where I used to like the front end for that. Like I called it the lead guitar of the, the, the like the engineering world, where it's like people recognize it, they're interfacing with that directly. That's the thing that they hear and they sound. And so for me, though, it's like. Now that I've gotten further in life, it's more like I'd like to have backend code that no one ever talks about. It's quiet. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. It doesn't complain. No, it never goes down. It's just like, but I don't ever want to get paged in the middle of the night. So that's the that's why front end dev is real nice because it's like no one gets paged for front end stuff. Yeah, but but on front end you actually have UX people who will be looking over it. And so you'll just get random, you know, tickets for, Hey, we like this thing that we asked for a week ago, but now we want it this way instead. Yeah. Uh, whereas with API, you build something at work. That's pretty much the end of it. Yeah, uh, and until some point really where they decide to re-architect. <laughs> but I have been on things where I've replaced like the home screen six times in like two months. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very true. Absolutely. I've been there. My, my, my old company had a client where they, they did that. They'd send us their own mocks, this huge mock, huge rework, and less than a month later, we'd get another entire rework mock saying, eh, we like it this That's way. crazy. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Wow. We see that happen with us. <laughs> Sorry, not, I don't feel like that degree. Well, we built that sales app for that company that will remain unnamed, and that design changed several times. A big part of it was because it was like they had never figured out, like, oh, yeah, you get a scroll on an iPad. We should probably handle that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The afterthoughts. The afterthoughts are <laughs> yeah. killers sometimes. So, like, the designs change a lot, and then you're like, well, I built this whole this thing. This is poor user testing. Yeah. <laughs> Solvable problem. Well, that's well, it's true, actually. We do design sprints to kind of solve this. Yeah. Stuff. Like, you should, I mean, right, you should be doing all that, like, in Envision or something like that. Yeah. And then user testing. Yeah. yeah it's harder when you're first starting out, too. If you already have a product and you can, like, do some A B testing, or you can just release that new feature. Well, you mean a feature flag? Oh, feature flags, yes. That's the whole thing, yeah. He's very excited about yeah. flags this week. You can use a feature flag to only show that to a certain subset of customers and collect some feedback. Yeah. It's hard when you just, like... You start from, but, like, if you start from scratch, though, you should be user... Like, you should be doing it in design and then user testing. Like, if, if you have to change your homepage six times in two months, there's a problem with that. That got process. designed in a vacuum. Like, you yeah. need to step back and figure out what happened that made that happen. Because you spent a lot of money developing six different homepages you didn't use. Yeah. I think people tend to overlook how yes. much money gets spent on rework. <laughs> Something broke yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, your process is not working well. Uh, well, let's. Uh, we got any last thoughts on this before we move into the picks stage of things? What do you think? I know we touched on this in the beginning, but actually, I'm like super curious about this because you guys are close to the accelerator programs. Or anything else? Like thematically, like what are the signs that you see in people going to those? Get, other than drive, that like deem success is there is there a common theme that deem success or is it just drive is that theme or having something that they want to build maybe i'm gonna to stick to yeah that that's a really good one um having something that you want to build having problems in your own life that the code that you're learning about can help you solve is a massive massive motivator for people um that's uh, that's effectively what worked for me i i learned a language and then i went how can this solve a problem i have and a problem that i had was you know poor money management like a lot of people and uh and i didn't like the existing things mint.com and such and so i went you know what it's a good exercise i'll build my own and i was 
into it. I was super into it, super excited. And I still use it to this day. I've been using it for about three years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. And in fact, I'm just doing just a, a rewrite. Yeah, I, I haven't, I, I probably, I've had people ask me for access to it. And so I have a couple of people who, I don't know if they're still using it, but, you know, created accounts and started to use it. Um, but I'm doing a rewrite right now uh, for a, a site that's going to replace it. What was your first pet project? Pet project? Yeah. I would consider like a, would you consider that a pet project, Richard? Uh, yeah. It's not, it's nothing legal. <laughs> it's nothing legal. <laughs> yeah, so. Why is that not surprise me? Okay, Brandon, what was your first pet project? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of something that was like what I really cared about on the side. It's, it's, it's different for me. I was very much like a, as soon as I had enough under my belt to lie about what I knew, I was just out there selling myself. Like, <laughs> I was basically like, <laughs> that's, that's one of the industry's tricks. Right? Yeah, I was like, I remember walking in and being like, do you know my sequel? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. And I was like, I gotta go buy a book <laughs> after that meeting. But uh, yeah, I was, I was, I tried to get every internship, Craigslist job. I didn't care if it paid $200 and it took me six weeks. I'm like, whatever. I need experience. I don't care. I need money and experience. So I just did everything. That, that's really similar to to my first one. They I went into the interview. They said, "Okay, we're using JavaScript and, and all this. Do you know that?" Yeah, sure. And then I spent about a week doing nothing but reading eloquent JavaScript yeah. and building stuff. Wait, like that's what day. you told me. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that I, that book thing is actually a really interesting point because that's what I used to have to do. Same. It's Absolutely. so different yeah, now. Weird. I was doing like object oriented PHP. Yeah, it was too. brand new at the time, PHP. and there was like three books that had like three paragraphs each yeah. so i had to yeah. buy all these books that and it's like a hundred dollars whoever puts out those black and yellow books put out a php i think it's a press for dummies more black i think you're right i think it's a press. press yeah they put out a php 5 book and there because there was like a two chapter block on classes and op design and php i'm like finally yeah. <laughs> yeah but that was how but now it's like Oh, there's a new React Hooks came out. I'm like, I'm just going to log into Egghead and yeah. just watch that five-minute clip. And right, like, isn't it crazy how much that ch- I remember reading the same thing, like reading a bunch of, bunch of books for everything I wanted to yeah. learn. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. My, it was terrible. My, my like, go-to book was the um, Peach Pit Quick Start Guide for PHP and MySQL. And Peach I had, Pit? Yeah, I remember. I think it was Peach Pit Press. Anyway, anyway I had a bunch of like tons of post-its in that yeah. book. I'm like, here's the page to do this. Here's how I connect. Here's how I do this. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you think they're not valuable anymore? Books? <laughs> I'm not in general. I mean, like it, in in development. <laughs> what is this? Fahrenheit 451. Like, I, I mean, I, like when I want to learn something new, I just go figure out a product to, that I want to build, and then I just stumble my way through it until I figure out the best practices. Like that's just the way. Yeah, we actually have a we have a, a rocket blog. Uh, we called it Middle Out Learning. Um, and it's that concept, you know, you may want to start with like a tutorial or something to get the basics down. So if you're coming in with no coding knowledge, yeah, go learn, you know, a little bit more formally. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Learn, learn the, the structures that are common across all the languages. But, um, then once you're at the point where you feel like, okay, I've I've built a couple things through the course of this learning, I feel like I could actually build something now. Um, just do it. You know, you're going to hit roadblocks, a ton of roadblocks, but quite frankly, those roadblocks are where... Yeah, that's what's going to happen. I totally agree. Yeah. We, we, we don't understand how everything works yeah. end to end. Like, I think it's so valuable. I mean, that's picklefriend.com. Was it? What? Pick, remember picklefriend.com? That was my first project. Do you not know who that is? It's my, my company I made in college. You could send a pickle to anyone in the continent of the US for $5. So it's the old <laughs> It's the original version of the glitter bomb thing. Well, kind of, no, it's I don't like, think glitter bomb is. They have a potato. I sent an actual pickle. It's on a shark tank where it's like you yeah. can just send a potato. It's a potato, which made a lot more sense. I had a lot of shipping problems. Like, I had gallons of. Because they leak. There's poop yeah. ones too. You can send people poop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But you can do like, I want to send you wolf poop or I want to yeah. send you elephant poop. Like, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So you're ahead of your time. 
I had a lot of animated gifs of a pickle dancing, yeah, a lot of primary colors on my website, and nice. it's really bad. Marquees? No, but I do like, you know, I always try to use the marquee tag, actually. I heard you like marquees. Yeah, I like, yes. do like the marquee tag. Actually, marquees in flashing backgrounds. Was it at the, one of our projects, we and we created a React marquee tag? That didn't work at all. That I thought it was a good right. idea. That was a really yeah. good idea. Turns out that the, the real problem with the marquee tag was that it existed at all, because it's not a very good yeah. user experience. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. We tried to use it for, I thought it was a great idea. It was for the ellipsis, you know, like when you cut off text, but if you moused over it, it, it would turn into marquee tag oh that's yeah it's it's actually made, it sounded cool. really good cool. I like it doesn't not great it, was yeah. it was a terrible user experience in the especially end. when those names are like we had to back that guy out real fast like okay. yeah. any last thoughts oh picks we gotta do picks, picks now. All the picks yeah. do you want to go first David no I, I can do I can go first <laughs> um so uh, yeah, I typically just think of these as like we're starting this but um I've been doing a bunch of cooking at home over the past like year and I realized how much I rely on America's Test Kitchen when I open up Google Chrome and I tap on my phone and I tap the address bar and the very first thing is like americastestkitchen.com slash favorites and everything that they put out is really helps me like understand how and why it works the way it does but the recipes are like if you just follow that thing to the letter you're going to have really delicious food and there's nothing more defeating than when you're like trying to learn how to cook and it just keeps (laughs) you just keep fucking up and like it keeps coming out bad and you keep throwing it away and ordering pizza and you're like why am I spending all this money to get this wrong and then you do an America's Test Kitchen recipe and you're like oh I actually can cook all right all right so yeah if you're like trying to get into cooking I feel like that's a great place to start they also have an an online cooking school which is onlinecookingschool.com which is a very like okay I want to like learn nice skills and I want to learn how to do like a bechamel and I want to like like you it's like being like a chef yeah it's closer to like doing like a like going to the culinary arts school kind of thing but yeah online go big or go home (laughs) so that's my pick americanstestkitchen.com they're based out of boston too i like that i don't know if i have one you're just gonna skip entirely how about a how about a video game how about apex legends do you like apex legends i haven't got into it i haven't got into it so you're just okay you got nothing how about how about a sub how about someone on twitch we should sub to sub to yeah me (laughs) richard you're gonna pick richard for all right (laughs) No, I don't. I don't currently stream anymore. But <laughs> if if I could take the opportunity to plug, I would have. Uh, yeah. So uh, mine, I'll do. So this is a great podcast, I think, for anybody. It's called Syntax, uh, and it's just a couple of guys that are, are primarily React devs, and they talk about uh, a lot of React, but also a lot of things that are kind of uh, language and technology agnostic uh, within the development world, particularly web. So I think it's a great thing, kind of, to fit the theme of our of our podcast here that folks that are new can listen to as part of their journey. They have some episodes early on that are specifically, Hey, what are some great ways to, to start from the ground up? Yeah. They run. I think that's really great podcast. Yeah. So it's uh, it's syntax.fm is, is the website they are on the, uh, the Apple, um, what do they call it? Just podcast store. Yeah. I'm not, Find I'm, it on your I'm podcast not certain. Choice. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have uh, an iPhone anymore, but yeah, it's, uh, syntax.fm check it out and they also do this picks thing on their show so they if you do. want to find more of these kind sick of great picks. Yeah, sick picks that's right yeah that's uh it's, i love that podcast it's great it's true i started off with like a couple other ones that were like css ish shop talk show yeah. and it's you know it's a little more low level it's sort of the your i'm building like your five pages home about us and that kind of thing but i like syntax because it's you can tell that they live in like the front end dev world yeah. and so they talk about more of that stuff that we do daily which i like um so i get asked a lot like we we have very little overhead here, Rocket. Like compared to most agencies, like we permit. Like God bless Dorothy, she has an insane amount. Um, but people would wonder like how to get by with just really like a single person as overhead. 
And so I'm going to call out harvest, which we use for basically all of our invoicing and time tracking and expense tracking. And it also has an open API, so we can build tools on top of it, which we've been able to do. And so I think with the conjunction of that, I can actually be disciplined about it. Like it's been amazing what I think that's leveraged us to do. So my pick is going to be harvest. It's funny you picked that because I feel like recently we were talking about someone else wanting to drop harvest and you're like, no way, no never way. happened. <laughs> and it would kill us. Exactly. Yeah. Knowing that they have an open API, I'm just going to write a script that automatically enters my hours every week. Yeah, you can. Ooh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I, I get to like Tuesday and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for Dorothy. I'm Why sucking. Why would you not go for that? That's actually really that's good. funny. I was just saying the same Alexa, thing in my head. I'm like, why don't I have a license? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. eight hours. Log eight hours today. Yeah, we did yeah. a we did a similar thing for a company called <gasps> where you're like log your steps, log your things. So it's yeah. like for us, uh, why not log our hours and harvest? Yeah, more sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, so mine's going to be something I learned about ten minutes before the the podcast. Oh, uh, so we got a, a guy in the office who does a lot of card tricks all the time, <laughs> um, and he was showing me a couple things. And online, there's this YouTube channel called Orbit Brown. And I watched a few minutes of the tricks these guys do, and it's just mind-boggling. I is it like sleight of hand, like a, I'm going to a magic show, or is it more like I'm going to fling a card and stick it in the wall? It's actually kind of a mix of both. Okay, um, all right. Yes, and yes. it's just you watch the channel, and you, I have no idea how Dude, they would even sweet. conceive how to come up with these tricks. It's happening in real time. I, well, I, I play with cards too, in the sense that I like to do magic tricks and some of this cardistry stuff. But I haven't found a like a, a resource that I really liked. I think this. It's pretty go. good. Check right. it out. I dig it. Those guys are insane. And if you're thinking about, man, these rocket insights people sound cool, and I like magic, we also have a corporate membership to the Magic Castle in LA, which I believe is rare. <laughs> we should be plugging Gavin North up too, the magician that comes to all of our holiday parties. Dude, that guy's awesome. That dude's amazing. Yeah. The problem with that though is that when I show up to those parties, I don't leave his table. <laughs> just, I don't interact with people. Around around I'm like, show me another one. <laughs> show me another one. Like, yeah, I get way too into that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Hey, look at that. About 35 minutes. Excellent. So that's the end of this one. I hope you took something away from it. I think the, the basic takeaway that I'm hearing like as a theme is uh, if you're thinking about getting into it, just try. Yeah. Like it, if, it, if you find that it's fun as you like plow past those barriers, it's probably for you. And if you're like, man, I want to gouge my eyes out, it's probably not for you. So there's a lot of different angles you can get into this world. So uh, yeah, just try it. Good luck.